Hey guys, I got a special deal for you, our listeners, from our new sponsor, Audible.com. That's right. If you go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update, you can get set up with a free 30-day trial of their service that'll give you a free audiobook. The best part of that, you can cancel at any time, including during that trial period, and keep that free book that you got. Doing so not only gets you a free audiobook, but it helps the show out tremendously. You can select any audiobook you want, including Ready Player One, a futuristic story on the possible future of VR, or Extra Lives, a piece on why video games are art and important to our daily lives. So go do it, audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Once again, the book is yours to keep or stay with Audible and keep getting books every single month. Once again, that's audibletrial.com slash firmware update. So go get your free book. Lifting you with his dreams of power and wealth. Beware of his twisted twin obsession. Alrighty, we are here. Microsoft. In many ways, I would have to say, I, I think like m- a lot of people were extremely interested in what was going to happen here. The wild card, as I said. It's like new console. They they kind of had an upward hill to climb here. here. Yes, yes, certainly did. Like, like I've already said that Nintendo is poised to take that number two spot, especially after we talk about the conference more on that later. Uh, but and you know that, but they had this new piece of hardware, and as long as they pushed it strong, then maybe just maybe they can have a uh, they, they have a chance here. Because you know, just to throw it out here, it's not like a, especially in the instance of me or Joe for that matter, none of us are anti Microsoft. In fact, after last year, I was just about ready to go and get get a freaking <laughs> Xbox One. Yeah, certainly not. I mean, it's weird. My my relationship with my Xbox One is very weird. Uh, right now it is the console i probably turn on the most mostly just because that's what i stream everything on but like in terms of actually playing video games i use it almost never (laughs) it's a Uh, fantastic roku for you (laughs) it is it is yeah i mean yeah basically because i mean my my tv has like smart apps or whatever but like you navigating them is kind of a pain like i decide to use xbox and in most cases um yeah basically so until like great games come out like i barely use my xbox to actually play anything yeah so that which is pretty telling but let's see what happened here did they were they able to hit that home run let's find out uh we start off with a montage as all of these conferences start with a montage i don't even know why i write it down yeah seriously (laughs) uh we get like this nice little bit about the evolution of hd which is key to this because they are pushing the thing that's going to push HD to the next level, I guess. Uh, so we get done with that, and uh, we it essentially looks like the same set as last year that they're doing it. But as of this point, it is easily like the most intricate set we've seen so far. Relax, folks. I'm not going to give you an in-depth analysis of it. I'm just saying. <laughs> Yet another montage, and this one is showing off the system proper. And, uh, you know, surprisingly a lot of Mordor in this one, I noticed, but whatever. Uh, they tell us, get ready to feel true power. Like it's like the freaking E-Man sword for Pete's sake. <laughs> and we see what it looks like. And I don't know, maybe it was just me, but I thought for a second there, it looked like the old P- the old Xbox One. <laughs> it looks a lot like a PS2, actually. <laughs> <laughs> uh, with, with the color of the screen that they went with. Um, it's basically the same... 
as the Xbox One S. Um, it's actually a little bit smaller, uh, as they said. The yeah, yeah. The the actual specs of this thing are, are super impressive. I'm very impressed, you know, spec wise with the Xbox One. Oh, yeah. uh, uh, Phil Spencer comes out, welcomes us, and sadly announces that Joe is wrong in one of his predictions. <laughs> as instead of sort the, of instead of the Xbox One Sigma, nah, that would have been so much better. It would have been. It's a, like, I have a lot of issues, but the name of the console is Xbox One X, which <laughs> which in no way will confuse parents when they go. Thank you. To... I was about to say that <laughs> when they go freaking buy an Xbox for their kids later this year. Like, uh, do you really want the Xbox One X or the S? Oh fuck. Yeah, I can see a lot of people like like they're gonna say, "Get me the X." They're like the S? No, the X. The, the Xbox, yeah, which one? The oh. X. Yes, god damn it. <laughs> That's too many X's in your name of uh, your system, by the way. I mean, it is clever in one respect, in that if you abbreviate it, you know, when you abbreviate Xbox One, it's usually XBO. If you, X, <laughs> you abbreviate this, it it abbreviates to Xbox, which is kind of funny. XBO. And, yeah. and uh, I, I would say if we were doing half points, I would get one here. As they announce, it's coming out November, in November 7th. So, yep, that's going to be a thing. <laughs> uh, then then we get uh, a guy by the name of Kareem Chandry, who is an engineer for uh, Microsoft, obviously. Mm-hmm. He gives a spec talk, which is the most exciting thing of any conference. Hell yeah. <laughs> so you, the, he breaks it down to a six teraflops, uh you ha- actually, do you have the it written all the specs and whatnot? Uh, no, but I'm actually looking for them right now. Well, while Joe looks it up there, uh, it he bring. <laughs> Thank you, Kotaku. Fucking <laughs> the uh, name of this article is here. Are the Xbox One X specs? <laughs> get more. Can't get more clear than that. Let's see here. We're looking at a custom CPU clocked at 2.3 gigahertz, eight cores, a GPU clocked. At as we said, six teraflops, twelve gigs of RAM, GD, GDDR5 RAM, which is uh, what GDDR5 is what the PlayStation 4 has had all along. Uh, the Xbox One original one had the GDDR3, uh, so we're up to our GDDR5 on this uh, with one terabyte of internal storage. Uh, it's got 4K Blu-ray, which again is hilarious to me that. <laughs> the Xbox is one with Sony's technology and not the PlayStation. Um, yeah, it's a little weird. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, so pretty pretty impressive stuff here. I All forget right. what the what the read speeds on these things were. It was some crazy thing like 320 gigs per second. Yeah, 326 gigs per second uh, for memory. So it's pretty that's, fast. That's pretty good. Uh, he After telling us all that, he gives us some... Uh, quick little points here like all your accessories and games from your other xbox one stuff will work so yeah good to go there. yeah good <laughs> good it'll be faster than ever it has the best processor ever made and i wrote this down because this sounded like some high level shit as it, they announced that there's going to be a liquid cooled vapor chamber which <laughs> which is like pretty incredible because that, that's like almost like nitro or whatever <laughs> yeah, that's some high-end stuff. Yeah. And then they announced that it is the smallest Xbox ever made, which is interesting because when we saw the montage, I thought it was big. But no, it turns out it's actually smaller than the Xbox One S. Yeah, they kind of – I'm like I said, I'm very impressed with uh, what Microsoft's engineering team pulled off for this thing. 
Um, because I mean, as impressive as the PS4 Pro was, you know, like, and even though it's not technically, it's not like a behemoth or anything, but it is technically just slightly bigger than the original PS4. Uh, you know, so yeah, hats off to uh, that engineering team over there. They they pulled off some pretty amazing stuff with this thing. Yeah, say what you will about Xbox, and trust me, before long we will. But <laughs> yeah, I absolutely have to agree with Joe on this one. It, spectacular feat of engineering making something like this. So we go then to to, uh, a world premiere. And if there's one thing I've learned from this E3, Joe, is that if you want to show off the graphical fidelity of your system, you want to show a car game because the car game. (laughs) That's that's always been the way, Malcolm. Has had the best freaking showing. As (laughs) As they go to Forza Motorsports 7. And I, I... I swear to God, Joe, I was having flashbacks of the first time I saw NBA 2K, where (laughs) for quite a few shots, I thought, is that just a video or is that, oh, oh, that's actual gameplay. (laughs) No, yeah, the game looks fucking incredible. (laughs) Um, On on Xbox One S, you know, you could stream the game or you could stream the show uh, in 4K HDR. So I was able to see this thing in all its glory, basically. And I was like... Hot damn! <laughs> that is some, yeah, that's some good stuff. It's gonna be running native 4K with HDR. It's at a buttery smooth 60 frames. Um, yeah, that's that's super impressive. Uh, we then uh, he shows us some shots of it, and it's really really super cool. Then we get Dan Greenewalt out from Turn 10 Studios, as uh, he says that a flagship car will make its debut, and sure is all get out he. Someone flips a switch and a super awesome car makes his debut. Oh, baby. Like, do you know much about this one, Joe? You're the car guy here. Well, Malcolm would say 2017 Porsche GT2 uh, S or RS, uh, Porsche 911 GT2 RS, I should say specifically. Um, It's quite a machine. It's a hell of a machine. Mm. And, you know, there you go. I'm sure that'll <laughs> I'm sure that'll come with the Xbox One X. <laughs> yep. Everyone everyone who buys the Scorpio and Forza Seven uh gets put into a lottery to, to get a one for free. Nice. And <laughs> that'd be amazing. That would that would be amazing. <laughs> we then see more of Forza and the game looks amazing. That'd be forty thousand dollars in taxes, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> uh we then see more of Forza. Once again, the game is incredible. Uh the like the only nitpick I could possibly give it is like there's doing they're showing like the third person driving and the raindrops are hitting the screen like uh like you were driving in the rain. Yeah. And the entire time I'm thinking is why would I see that if I'm in third person view? Am I, <laughs> am I uh, actually behind the car right now? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah. I mean, yeah, it's goofy, but the, yeah. yeah, I mean the game the game is impressive though. Oh god, yeah, yeah. We're not taking a damn thing away from this game. But, you know, and uh, hey, it looks even better when you're in first-person view inside the car and the raindrops hit. Like, okay, it makes sense. <laughs> Man, those, I mean, I got to say, though, like, I hate driving with the cockpit, cockpit view. Like, I never do that. Like, I try sometimes, and, I, like, immediately I'm like, nope. <laughs> this sucks. Like, I can't understand how people drive that way. Right. Do you like Forza? Um, I liked it a lot better on a 360, if I'm being honest, from really? the driving standpoint. Oh, wow. Um, just because on the Xbox One they added this stupid ass feature called Drivatars, uh, which takes your what it does is that it records the game records everyone's driving habits and then when you play offline or whatever, 
Um, it's still technically online because it populates instead of, you know, CPU drivers, it, it takes the driving habits of your friends and puts them into the game. So if your friend drives like an asshole, this fucking driver type is going to drive like an asshole and bump you off the road for no reason <laughs> whatsoever. And it's so fucking annoying. And that like that alone takes so much of the enjoyment away from the game for me. Wait, was that Forza or is that Drive Club? Cause I could have no, sw- that's Forza. Okay, because I could have sworn they had drive guitars or something, they so- something similar in uh, drive. Yeah, I forget what I forget what the, the the dumb buzzword is for for drive club, but that game doesn't matter anymore. So who cares? <laughs> <laughs> and after we uh, after we cover all 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 six conferences, you'll understand why October is going to be a bloody expensive month, as this game will be out October third. Yeah, I'll be able to buy, like, two GameStops. (laughs) So, not a launch title, but it will be out in time for the launch of the uh, X. So, anyway, we we come back to Phil Spencer, and he drops some bombs on us. Maybe, arguably, a little too many bombs, as he announces there will be 42 games (laughs) with this one, with 22 of them being exclusive. And right off the bat, I write down how many of these are indies. <laughs> <laughs> well, that oh you know, yeah, sure, but at the same time, it's like what really bugs me about that is like how many of those are actual exclusives as opposed to timed exclusives. It's like oh, that just means we keep it off PS4 for a month or whatever. And uh, we'll go a little <laughs> bit into spoilery te- territory because, by the way, I will say Joe is absolutely right. There, I didn't write down all of them. Unfortunately, because this is something I realized like closer to when we started recording, but the wording in on these uh, titles was very fine print. You had world premieres, you had <laughs> exclusives, but you had to read the fine print because some said launch exclusive, <laughs> console launch exclusive, which mean which usually means it's coming to PC probably the same day it's a, and PlayStation sometime soon after that. So, for example, Inside, remember that hot ticket? <laughs> Inside was a launch exclusive. Now, Limbo, it's pre- the previous launch exclusive for Microsoft was an exclusive for a year before it came to PS4. Yeah, maybe even more. I don't even remember. It, it was but... a long time. Like, I thought we were never getting that game. <laughs> yeah, I thought it was going to be the same thing with Inside. I bought it as soon as I could on Xbox One, and then like a month later, it's like, oh. Here it is on PS4. I was like, well, okay. Yeah, I know. Like, I spoiled myself to that game because I thought it would be, like, two years or something like that before <laughs> I ever played it. Yeah, I mean, for me, it didn't matter because, you know, I was able to play it because reg- I had both systems. But, for, yeah, for, for someone like Malcolm or anybody who, like, you know, has one system, <laughs> that kind of sucked. Or it's like, well. <laughs> so we cut right into it with a world premiere. And it takes a while to figure out what it is, but it's Metro Exodus. Yes. Yes, it was- it's like it's seemingly apocalyptic. You're wearing a mask, and me and oh, Joe. It's definitely apocalyptic. This is okay. a this is the third game in the series. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Yeah, they, they these are available. These are, these came out on Xbox 360 originally. Um, the, the first two games, and then they put them out on Xbox One and PS4. Um, they're available now for like very cheap as like a collection, and yeah, they're Metro Redux collects them both, and they're really fucking good games. I will definitely have to keep an eye on this one because the game they're starts. Reg- yeah, they're regularly on sale for like ten bucks combined, <laughs> or less. So next well, time you see it, it's worth checking out. Hey, I gotta save up for October, bro. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> October is gonna be bloody expensive. All right, so the game starts off, and me and Joe immediately start uh, getting on because apparently the character has a mask on that has condensation on it. 
<laughs> and it's making the screen look a little blurry. And we we're like, oh, God, the game's not going to be like this the entire time. <laughs> yeah, and there's a crack in the glass, too. So it's like, oh, God damn it. <laughs> so he's like in a sewer or somewhere a subterranean. And, yeah, uh, yeah. The whole the whole conceit with the Metro series that like there's been a, a, a nuclear apocalypse and everyone has moved to the underground uh, subway systems over I, this place. This would take place in Russia or somewhere along the eastern, somewhere in Eastern Europe. Gotcha. And uh, they're monster rats. Mm-hmm. <laughs> super super monster rat that looks super scary as all get out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he finally gets out from. He kills a bunch of them and finally gets out and he takes the mask off and oh suddenly the picture looks a lot better. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He fights some dogs and then all of a sudden a zombie bear appears and this is not the last time you'll hear me say that term by the way. Small spoiler. <laughs> so he fights it off. And uh, eventually he makes said, a zip line. What's that? What'd you say? Said zombie or otherwise. <laughs> yeah. Said zombie or otherwise. Bears are, are a big part of this year's E3. Oh, you know what, what instance we won't be talking about zombies? No Metal Gear Survival. Yeah, yeah I mean, I, that never felt like that was going to be something that anybody was going to show. I expect that we'll see more of it over the course of, on the show floor, over the course of the week, uh, as the actual show is on through Thursday, but... Yeah, that was never going to be part of anyone's conference. I don't even think it'll be that. I think it'll just without be... Kojima, without Kojima behind it, no one actually gives enough of a shit to put it on their stage. Exactly. Like at this point, like I wouldn't be surprised if like Tuesday comes and then they just announce, oh, by the way, it's out now. <laughs> I don't know about all that, but we'll definitely see some gameplay. And I don't feel oh. like anybody's excited for this one, Joe. Oh, oh Jesus, no. <laughs> <laughs> Like, what if we took Metal Gear Solid and took out, took away everything special about it, including its creator and director, uh, and made it some stupid multiplayer thing? It's like, oh, okay, cool. Uh, I'll, I'm going to go stand over there now. <laughs> when the creator of Metal Gear, like, publicly laughed at this idea, you know you messed up somewhere. But anyway, going back to Met, to Metro Exodus here, uh, something I, I, I feel I should point out that while this looked really pretty and cool, I don't feel this was gameplay. I feel this is kind of like in the same vein of the division. Yeah. You know, I hate to use the, use an example, but alien colonel colonial Marines <laughs> uh, where they pretty it up, but I don't feel like this was actual <laughs> in-game engine stuff. Um, well, I'm, I don't know about not being in game or an engine, but it was very scripted. Um, yeah. Um, and it'll, and I have a lot of confidence in these developers in that it won't be another Colonial Marine situation. Oh, I, yeah, like I like I said, I hate to use that example because that usually because that was a disaster. But you, you know, it's like Division is a better example because you know I did like the Division, but if you go back to that original trailer, it it was nothing like that, or it wasn't like that. <laughs> yeah. But um, as far as this goes, uh, there's some cool gameplay stuff, you know, being able to climb through windows, you know, shooting something with a crossbow bolt and be able to just pick it up and reload right into the crossbow again. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of neat stuff, um, especially important in a game like Metro in that, you know, the currency in the game is your ammunition. So you got to be very, very careful <laughs> with how you spend uh, your ammo. All right. So that will come out in uh, 2018. We then go for, uh, to another world premiere. So far, we've only got one exclusive, <laughs> Assassin's Creed Origin. And I'm curious to hear how you felt on this one, Joe, because you watch the beginning. It's like, oh, cool. It's awesome. Da, da, da. And then finally it gets to the actual gameplay, and immediately it feels like every Assassin's Creed ever. Yeah. Um, you know, with the extra year 
that they that they took to make this game and and then you know hearing that you know oh ancient egypt that that could be a very great that could be a great setting for a game like for an assassin's creed game and then <laughs> watching this gameplay footage just like man maybe i'll just wait and see on this huh <laughs> because it feels like basically every other assassin's creed that i've played on top of that like everything extra that they're adding it feels like they just saw something that worked in another video game and decided to add it like for instance uh oh using a drone from ghost recon wildlands let's give you an eagle that'll do the same thing or hey you like slow motion bow aiming from uh breath of the wild or horizon (laughs) yeah let's throw that in there uh equipment and stuff sure leveling sure uh, Soul-style combat, right to the same... I'm, I'm not even kidding. The same animation to parry with your shield from the game is like the character in this game is using it. Uh, it was uh, you know, it was a bunch of little stuff. And then, of course, it, it's still Assassin's Creed. You're still in the hood. You're still walking around, and you're hiding in bushes that barely go up to your chin, and somehow no one can see you. <laughs> Like, I like I, I didn't. I, I hate to say this uh, to be a negative Nancy right off the bat, but you know we got burned pretty bad in the last couple of games. But uh, yeah, I, I didn't feel it with this one. Yeah, I mean, yeah. To be fair, like whether it's positive or negative, the last few Assassin's Creed games, like my feelings about them initially, have always been incorrect. So <laughs> maybe this will end up being good, the way you know Assassin's Creed Four ended up being good. Or maybe it'll be like Assassin's Creed Unity, where it's like, oh, maybe they fell in love with it, and then big what fart. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. I'm definitely not gonna be buying this, you know, day one. Oh no. Uh, no. Um, but <laughs> but especially since it comes out October seventeenth. Twenty seventh. Is it twenty seventh? Oh, it is the twenty seventh. Fuck. Yeah, definitely not. <laughs> um, in general, no. Yeah. Yeah, the, but yeah, should, even without the other stuff coming out the exact same day, uh, it's not a game I'd be picking up day one. We should make like a top ten of games <laughs> you should absolutely must get. I have a feeling we will agree on what probably <laughs> number one should be. But the Top ten uh, games for October 17th, 2017. Well, <laughs> October <laughs> you, in general, probably, smart No, you can probably, at this point, you can probably fill a top ten for that day alone. <laughs> oh, man. But uh, anyway, that game's coming. And, uh, Joe, this is where I have a legit question for you as uh, Phil Spencer comes out yet again. By the way, only wore the one shirt this time. Did not change. Yeah. Pretty impressive. Uh, what is Mixer? Uh, Mixer is their kind of streaming service um, for, for you know, it's, it's kind of like Twitch. It's it's basically their answer to Twitch. Oh. Uh, um, it works pretty well. I mean, I just, but nobody uses it outside of, you know, Xbox One because yeah, <laughs> what would you? Um, but it works well. It works well enough. It streamed this in. It streamed the conference in 4K pretty, pretty, pretty well. Uh, even with like 50,000 people on it concurrently. So. All right. So we go to a Brandon Green, who in who made a game called Player Unknown Battlegrounds, which is an interesting game where a hundred players all come to this one island. And the goal is to wipe each other out till one guy survives. Yeah, this is the game right now. <laughs> um, I've, I've been that, seeing it a lot, played a lot on uh, streaming channels and whatnot. Yeah, it, it is. It's regularly the number one game on Twitch right now, um, or within the top three with you know games like fucking League of Legends and Hearthstone and the other fucking heavyweights. Um, but yeah, super super popular right now. Uh, I wrote down exclusive, but was this a launch exclusive? Um, no, it's not from the sounds of it. Um, this is coming to Xbox only. I mean, oh, it's already wow. on PC, obviously, but uh, 
as an early access thing. But yeah, from the sounds of it, this is going to be a, a an Xbox only thing for at least a while. All right, well, good on them, as that'll come out late 2017. Yeah, I'm. Yeah, I mean, hearing about this game over the last couple of months, um, it's something I've wanted to get into, and I've been wanting for someone to bring it to a fucking console at some point. Um, it's a shame that Sony couldn't get their hands on it, but yeah, I'm excited to check this game out finally because it sounds super fun. Uh, you know, the whole hunt. <laughs> I mean, have you actually watched this game, Malcolm, or or have you only I've seen seen or have you only browsed past it? <laughs> I've seen bits and pieces of it. It's really interesting. It's a lot like Battle Royale, where yeah, like everyone jumps out of a plane at the beginning of the fucking match into this giant map, uh, and basically just goes until someone. Until only one person is left standing, and as, as the match progresses, the the radius uh, of where you're allowed to play in gets smaller and smaller too. So it gets pretty nutty. Oh yeah, so it, it, it's an interesting concept, and from the looks of it, very well done. So yeah, this is a good get for Microsoft. Hats off. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like the very end of that trailer too, um, perfectly encapsulates what that game can be sometimes. Where that guy is just kind of camping on top of the hill, waiting for someone to get into his view, and then says someone comes up behind him and whacks him with a fucking frying pan. Uh, it's like, yep, that's that's that game in a nutshell. So we go from this to another exclusive. Like, admittingly, I was just listening for the word exclusive. Like, they didn't make it a point for the announcer to say launch exclusive. Now, if, <laughs> if the word exclusive was in there, they just said that. So I'll apologize right off here I, for not doing my due diligence. But Okay, it does say console launch exclusive for player unknowns Battlegrounds, so okay, we'll see how much longer it takes for PS4 to get it. We then go to another game where we basically just get a quick little trailer of it called Deep Rock Galactic, where essentially you're a dwarf in a mech with a team of other ones with uh, graphics that are not exactly, let's just say, X-worthy. But uh, <laughs> the goal is you're mining, and from time to time it turns into a bug hunt by killing uh, these gigantic alien bugs and whatnot. So it's like a team-based thing. Uh, it looks like a cool little aside, I guess. Yeah, it's interesting. Basically, doors in space. <laughs> mm-hmm. We then go to uh, uh, this one I know is an exclusive, uh, State, of, State of Decay 2. Yes. Which uh, surprisingly long trailer for this one <laughs> yeah um people really really liked that first one on xbox 360 so i wasn't surprised to see this get a huge chunk of the show yeah it's uh for those of you who don't know it's uh more or less a survival horror mmo uh you create a character you can meet up with other survivors and they can help you survive the zombie apocalypse uh the big thing is like once you die that's it. You're dead. So, yeah, it's like a hardcore MMO. Uh, they announced it's coming out in 2018. Uh, they showed some footage uh, that I've heard a lot of people say was a little misleading because it, it is like gathering resources and all that. But if you were to look at this trailer, it makes it look like it's an action combat dealie where that's not really the focus of the game. Yeah. So uh, are you a State of Decay fan there, Joe? Uh, I've never played it, so... And I probably won't play this one either, <laughs> because just in general, like I'm not big on zombie games uh, beyond The Walking Dead at this point. So we go to another game, which uh, is also I have written down as exclusive, called the Darwin Project, and this is where I found found the placement of it quite quizzical, as it feels like another you know battle royale style, not quite to the measure that uh, Player Unknown Battlegrounds was, but essentially you're playing as uh, 
a group of uh, players trying to kill one another. And uh, it did get pretty interesting as all of a sudden an announcer pops out of nowhere <sighs> and then starts like this is like the biggest thing. But it it looked like a very indie kill the other player type of game. <laughs> Man, um, what was this? What was this called the Darwin Project? Was the that Darwin the one? Project, yeah. Or the Darwin Experiment? Dar- um, I think it was the Darwin Project. Uh, I could be wrong though. You can look up both. Uh, I think I just saw it here. It was Darwin. God damn it! <laughs> <laughs> I just had it. The point is, this game. Um, that is the Darwin Project. Yeah, <laughs> I told you. <laughs> um, yeah, that that it looked okay, but then that fucking shoutcaster came out, and I was like, "God damn it!" <laughs> it's like if if the game is going to be played competitively, it, it'll happen naturally. You don't need it to fucking summon a guy to just yell at me through my TV for fucking two minutes. Like it was so annoying. Oh yeah, and like I'll give credit to him; he was into it. He wasn't like just like collecting a paycheck, that's for sure. But uh, yeah, it was a little, it was a bit on the annoying side. Uh, no release date for this one. We then go to Minecraft. I get another point. <laughs> uh, Lido Winters from Mahjong comes out, and it makes the big announcement. And, Joe, maybe you've uh, read a, a little bit more into this, because I've heard conflicting reports here. Announcing it's unifying Minecraft on all fronts. So they... uh, Yeah, um, to clarify on that particular point, um, not all fronts necessarily because playstation isn't part of this little uh this little group hug but those motherfuckers because <laughs> they specifically say consoles which makes you think oh all the consoles no yeah. switch but, and xbox yeah, yeah switch xbox uh and pc are gonna and and mobile as well are all gonna be um gonna be able to play on the same servers at the same time and whatnot um which is cool um they didn't say when or like, I'm sure PlayStation will be part of it eventually, but they certainly did not say when uh, that'll be. Um, and, yeah, who knows when that could be. But Like, I got to tell you, like, up until that point, I thought they were handling Microsoft pretty nicely. I mean, because I imagine a few million play on PS4, so why would you ignore that money, you know? I mean, but Oh, yeah, for sure. Uh, anyway, we also get an announcement that coming in the fall, we're getting the Super Graphics Pack, and, oh, boy. <laughs> uh, <laughs> um now it does add a pretty nice lighting effect to the whole thing, which is nice. But yeah, it's as good as Minecraft could possibly look, basically. Exactly. It's like <laughs> it, it's not like it's going to bring it up to Super Nintendo levels of uh, graphics, <laughs> but still. Yeah. So you know that game will be playable in 4K with its with its fancy lighting and whatnot. So yeah, that should be that should be neat for for those who care about Minecraft. We then cut to a game, a world premiere, so not exclusive, coming to PS4. <laughs> Uh, that was my sleeper favorite of this conference here. Dragon Ball Fighter Z or Dragon Ball Fighters? <laughs> no, it's Fighter Z. Thank you. That's what I kept <laughs> arguing, but I was like, no, it's Fighter. Like, you're an idiot. Get <laughs> uh, and it looks really good. Like, it's a uh, 2D fighter, but with some elements of 3D in it that gives it a very, very nice presentation. Yeah, it's a three on three fighting game as well, so it's not. It's not the one-on-one fighter that, you know, previous games have been. Um, I got to say, this game looks really fucking nice. I know, right? It, it looks like, like it's straight out of the cartoon. Yeah, the animations and, and just the character models and, and the, all the effects are, are really, really nice. And as far as from from my friends on Twitter, as I can see, uh, whom, whom for whom, you know, fighting games are a big deal, uh, they came away very impressed by what this game looked like. 
Yeah, this could and, be a really, uh, really good entry here. So, but once again, not exclusive, not even timed exclusive. Yeah. Um. Oh, and and you know, like they were also like, well, I guess I'm getting Marvel versus Capcom pre-order and getting this instead. I was like, damn. Yeah. Just straight up eight Marvel, just straight up eight Capcom's lunch on this one. <laughs> yeah, I'll have some things to say about uh, about that that Marvel versus Capcom Infinite in a bit too. By the way, but anyway, moving on, we get another about that. By the way, Dragon Ball is coming out early 2018, so 2018 is turning into another stacked year it looks like <laughs> uh another exclusive let's see pearl abyss oh dear pearl abyss abyss produces black desert i believe it's called oh uh, yeah black desert uh, i believe that's a an mmo right yeah it's like i think it was actually even a mobile game or an mmo or something like that yeah uh, i thought it was like a dynasty warriors type of thing but uh, yeah. it's it's coming uh it looks interesting yeah nice character models yeah Let's see. Then we get one called The Last Night. And I'm trying <laughs> to remember what it was like. It's just like it's like the cyberpunk. Uh, oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. This, I wrote down exclusive. This is a timed exclusive or a launch exclusive. <laughs> yeah. So this one, it will yeah. be making its way elsewhere eventually. I, I think basically everything that they showed um, that wasn't first party uh, was... A timed exclusive. Uh, oh, boy. Except for, like, Dragon Ball. Like, nothing was, like, actually exclusive. So I wrote down, at this point, I started to notice, in my opinion, the whole of this presentation. Because, you know, just to sum up, I'll just give you a small spoiler. Like, in terms of games they showed off, it was solid, I thought. Like, oh, yeah. They showed off some great games that I'm interested. But if you look at what should have been the focus of this conference... And that's making me want to take out X amount of money for an Xbox One X. I thought it failed. Because the highlight as far as graphics was Forza easily. Yeah. And then from there, they sh- they decided, I feel like they thought, crap, we don't have a major blockbuster game or multiple blockbuster games. Uh, let's just throw out as many games as we can to impress the audience. But the thing is, when you have that many indie titles, a lot of them don't really get souped up by being on X. It like, it, I looked at it and like I could probably get something similar on an Xbox One X or excuse, an Xbox One. X. You see, it's starting already. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, a lot of these games are going to look great on whichever Xbox you happen to run them on. Um, they'll just be in 4K uh, if you get an Xbox One X. That seems to be the big difference. And and moving on, uh, the next uh, timed exclusive. To me, this was like the what the fuck moment of the show. (laughs) Uh, A game called Artful Escape. As uh, it's a game, this is the one where it starts off with a guy running off and he's playing a guitar. It looks like 8-bit. And then all of a sudden it feels like we're in a music video of some kind. And and it's a very interesting game. If you can see the trailer, I recommend you go see it. And its release date is when it's damn ready. <laughs> which was fun. Yeah, yeah. Then we get Project Vane, which is, uh, for those of you who don't remember, that was the anime-looking Dark Souls game. That was oh, Code Vane. Code Vane, thank you. I still have it as Project Vane, but yeah, Code Vane. <laughs> and it's literally the same trailer that was leaked like six months ago. So I was mm. like, come on, man. And that's what a leak is, Malcolm. Yeah. You can make a new one. God damn. <laughs> Those are resources that they may or may not have. I mean, it's like, not like they didn't re- officially release it after the leak. <laughs> I don't know what to tell you, Malcolm. Uh, anyway, speaking of I don't know what to tell you, uh, we go th- 
we cut to then to another game that's an actual exclusive, uh, Rare's Sea of Thieves. Mm. <laughs> As uh, we actually saw, like, uh, an actual, an extended gameplay footage, uh, you know, players, and it starts off with a player in the ship. One of them just jumps right into the water, because sure, and they go to a shipwreck and steal a treasure amidst all these sharks, which was a fun little thing. They bring it back onto the ship, and something I, I feel like I need to point out, uh, when one of your teammates was walking away with the chest, look at his face as he's walking away with the chest, because it is like the most uh, glitchy and ugly face ever. <laughs> it wasn't smooth and well animated at all, which makes me very concerned. But anyway, from there it showed off uh, going going to an island, and it, it, it's the fun tongue-in-cheek trail. Uh, something I noticed, everyone can Hulk jump, apparently. Yeah. Yeah, which is, you do from the cannon, but you just jump, like, 30 miles, and you don't get hurt at all, so whatever. <laughs> you go to the island, you do a treasure map, you solve riddles. It's like, okay. Other players can rob you if you're not careful. And, uh, you know... Other you pirate should... crews, specifically. Mm. Since your your crew is working towards the same goal, and then other one other crews can be like, "Hey, hey you know, fucking ship battle and take all your shit." Exactly, and they showed off some ship to ship battle, including one of the players like Hulk jumping over there, taking out the entire enemy crew by himself. And when I say entire, I mean there was like four people on that ship. So <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not doesn't look anything like a say assassin's creed 4 though more on that later uh yes and in, in a shocker to me considering for how long they were working on this game they announced it's coming out early 2018 yeah that's quite the theme for a lot of first party stuff at this year's yeah. at this year's show uh sadly so uh what did you think of this trailer out of curiosity um it looked fun um Probably led to the single funniest thing to happen at E3 so far <laughs> this year, um, in that there's a moment in this in this gameplay footage where, you know, you land on this island or whatever, and your character, the character um, that they're playing as, fucking just eats a banana or gets a banana and eats it or whatever. But he eats it <laughs> unpeeled and stem first, and everyone was like, "Wait, what the fuck?" Uh, <laughs> <laughs> that's I, I not how you eat that. bananas. No, no, and um, and the funniest goddamn thing uh, that's happened after that is fucking over at Polygon, uh, Griffin McElroy, one of their video guys, <laughs> like on camera as, as they're talking about the game, he just pulls out a banana and eats it that way. <laughs> and the fucking crunch that the rind makes when he bites into it is like the worst sound I've ever heard. <laughs> it is the single funniest thing. And the dude is just eating the fucking banana, trying to eat it as naturally as possible. And the faces he's making as he's chewing and <laughs> tasting the stick are the funniest fucking thing. <laughs> oh my god. Oh god. That man is a treasure and we don't deserve him. Oh yeah. <laughs> should, I, I got, I'm, I'm going to show it to you later. No, um, please do. Please, please check it out afterwards. Been talking about this conference. So, yeah, 2018, this game has been talked about for so long that other games have already thought the same idea. Hey, let's make a pirate game and are probably going to come out <laughs> around the same time as this game. Yeah, inadvertently, we went from having zero pirate presence to all of a sudden there are several pirate games coming out at once. It's not good. This isn't good for Microsoft. <laughs> but, yeah. I thought it looked interesting. The thing is, I feel like we just saw everything you can do in that game. Game like outlined to us, like you go, you collect treasure, you bring it to this port, and you just wash, rinse, and repeat for like eight hours a day or whatever. So sort of like 
Aika with No Man's Sky. I hate to keep comparing it to this, but it's like you go to a planet, you collect stuff, and then you go to a new planet, and you just wash, rinse, and repeat for eight hours a day. So it's mm. like, hmm, we'll see. See, Lucky agrees with me. <laughs> All right. So from there, we ta- we get a small little snippet about Tacoma. And uh, it sure was Tacoma, and it's coming out August 7th. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, the trailers that they've showed for that game have been very minimal. But um, with the pedigree of that game being, you know, by the creators of, you know, Gone Home, uh, I that's a game that many people are, are very much looking forward to, myself included. So I'm, I'm happy for them to keep as much of that game under wraps as they can until it's actually out. All right. Well, I hope it's good because, you know, I didn't know what to think other than, they're like, oh, is that a character from Super Hot in there? But you know. <laughs> from there, we go to the groan-inducing moment for what it felt like a lot of people watching watching this uh, show live, and that was an exclusive world premiere. Oh, and uh, I have no doubt believing that this is a full that this is an exclusive. As at first, and this is what pissed me off about this was you see this little furry animal going across and it has a blue shirt and i thought for a split second oh my god it's conquer but (laughs) no it's not conquer then we see it looks kind of like a like a fox so people are thinking uh, is this tails but no it's super lucky's tail (laughs) and i'm not gonna shit on this really i mean it's it's a kid's game there, there's a place for those two. Like, as much as I tout it, that's essentially what Knack is. What is exactly what Knack is. <laughs> it's essentially what R- Ratchet and Clank is. And those, it's essentially what Crash Bandicoot is. And those are beloved characters. All three of them. And so... <laughs> <laughs> take, but, it, take it easy there, buddy. <laughs> they are cherished characters. <laughs> so, uh... Uh, maybe it'll be good, but to me, this looked like every mascot game ever. But you know, who knows? Maybe it'll be interesting. Uh, well, what, what did you think, Joe? Um, yeah, I mean, it's it's it looks like the kinds of games that uh, Rare used to make, you know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it it looks fine. Yeah, it's... I, and I believe it's also a launch title <laughs> for the X. So is it? Did they give that a date? I, I believe so. Uh, I could be wrong though. Uh, but you know, it's coming soon, so enjoy the power of X in that. You know. <laughs> hey, speaking of stuff uh, that could benefit from the power of X, Cuphead. <laughs> yes, definitely. About freaking time. And sadly, I did not get this one. As instead of right now, it's coming out September 29th. But you know what? At this point, I'll take it because this game is long overdue. Jesus, is it ever... It's like freaking a. It's getting it's getting close to having a freaking Last Guardian style of weight to it. But yeah, you know, <laughs> but hey, Cuphead, it's coming. It looks cute. Let's hope it. Yeah. Let's hope it's good. Yeah, and that game will be an Xbox exclusive. Exclusive. So. Oh yeah, yeah. Speaking of exclusives, hey, you know that game Crackdown, there, Joe. You know the sequel <laughs> coming up looks good, but you know what it needed? What's that, Malcolm? Needed some Terry fucking Cruz. <laughs> and. Um, it, Got a big old injection right in the thigh of Terry Crews as we cut to Terry Crews. He's he's being Terry Crews, <laughs> pumping us up for it. And uh, it cuts to a montage of him just, like, yelling. And I start joking, like, wouldn't it be great if this is the trailer? This is it for Crackdown 3. 
Terry Crews yelling. But no, then we get some gameplay, and you know, you're blowing shit up. And yeah, so <laughs> Joe, what did you think of this one? Um, you know, it's fun seeing Terry Crews in, in, in that video, and I, I guess he's gonna be voicing one of the characters. Um, overall, the game itself, um, you know, visually wasn't super impressive. Yeah, um, yeah, I agree. But being the nature of that game, being what it is, all it needs to be really is destructive and super fun, uh, which I'm hoping it will be because, man, I have some fond memories of that original Crackdown game, uh, as do a lot of people who kind of just bought that original Crackdown game uh, because it included a multi- <laughs> multiplayer beta for Halo 3 back in the day. And, you know, you bu- people bought that and they're like, well, I guess I'll play Crackdown while this beta comes out. And they're like, holy shit, this game is actually fucking incredible. <laughs> and, uh, yeah, I'm I'm very much looking forward to Crackdown being a series that people can look back fondly again because Crackdown 2 was a huge disappointment for basically everybody who wanted that game to be good. Yeah, so I, I hope so too because uh, this is kind of the theme of this uh, con- concert, at least in my opinion, but it felt a little underwhelming. So I'm hoping that this one is like a t- really big hit for Xbox. Yeah, and that will be launching alongside the Xbox One X, right? On, yeah, yes, on November it is. 7th. November 7th is the launch date for it. Mm. And then we get into the montage of games that weren't cool enough to be in the show proper, but they're <laughs> in this montage, so they still count. Uh, I I did not write down all of them, so <laughs> I pretty much – sorry, I got a little lazy and I thought, you know, like, you know what, if Spencer isn't going to give him time, so – and then no. <laughs> Though some of them look pretty interesting, I will say. Uh, we then get Spencer back, talks – he pimps out ideas at xbox and then we get another another exclusive premiere uh, a game called ashen which uh many people in chat were jokingly recalling dark souls at minimal settings <laughs> this is the one where like nobody had any faces but it was like a, t- a co-op dungeon crawler where you were taking on on monsters and whatnot. It, it, it's actually, you know, all kidding aside, it actually looks like an interesting, interesting indie game. Yeah, it's got a great art direction, mm-hmm. I feel. Oh, yeah. So that's cool. No release date, though, on it. Mm. And then I we get what I assume is Joe's markout moment of the show. <laughs> As we see the Square Enix logo, <laughs> Life is Strange Before the Storm is announced a prequel to the first game. Yeah, not the sequel that that they that they're also working on. Um, with the sequel, they they already said that that game wasn't going to be at E3, and they were right. <laughs> um, yeah, and um, before the storm was actually something that was kind of leaked a couple of weeks ago as well. Um, so this had this game already has an unofficial presence before E3. Uh, so they finally went ahead and, <laughs> and announced it here, and it's going to be a three part series as opposed to a full five part. You know, um, season the way you know the original game was, and presumably uh, the second one will be, and it kind of fills the gaps between you know what because in the original game you play as you play as uh, you play as Max and Chloe, you know her best friend is Chloe, um, but you know they've lived apart for a couple of years, mm. uh, so this is the couple of years where where Chloe's kind of like living without Max and and kind of making new friends, uh, including one of the 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 big uh the big story pillars of that original season so it's gonna be interesting to see how that plays out i'm I'm pretty excited for that right now this one this next game was a little quizzical to me not because i don't like the game i'm actually looking quite forward to it but once again going with the theme 
theme of uh, of the show. It felt like it didn't really help it out, and I was kind of kind of surprised they gave so much time to a game that's going to be coming out to PS4 as well, as they showed off War of Mordor a little bit. <laughs> is that is that what it's called? Isn't it? Oh, Shadow of War. <laughs> War of Mordor would make more sense, by the way. Just so. <laughs> uh, or blah, War blah, for blah, Mordor or something like that. Blah, uh, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> So they show off a bit, and it's actually really entertaining. As uh, it the the star of this trailer, you saw this one, right, Joe? Yeah, was a guy by the name of Bruce the Chopper, who is like every English henchman ever rolled into one gigantic mm-hmm. ogre. And uh, he was actually, I thought, really hysterical on this. It's like Bright Lord, Dark Lord. It's all the same as long as they rip out some spines along the way. <laughs> So he he was a treasure in my eye. Like they showed off some more stuff, which you know they really don't need to because I'm apparently Joe isn't. More on that later. But uh, I was sold. I'm sold on the game already. So this was just like some icing, and thankfully they kept it reasonably short. Yeah, the biggest reason for I, I think I guess for for having having it such a presence on the show is that they showed it off, of course, with the Xbox One X. Um, so the game looked. Pretty much as good as it's going to look outside of you know running out on a PC, um, and yeah, the game looks really really nice. Um, you know, everyone enjoyed that original game a lot. Um, I did as well. So this is, I'm, it seems like people are going to enjoy this one as well. Um, it, from the sounds of it, it's going to be even even bigger uh, open world than the original game, which kind of makes me a little bit nervous if I'm being a little honest. Um, We've had a lot of open world games this year. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Can, definitely that can we just and, get an eight like resident evil 7 is high on my list of favorites not only for the memories it gave me playing with my wife but it was only six hours like <laughs> like considering yeah. all the other games that was a relief <laughs> <laughs> yeah because i mean from what i remember from shadow of mortar like that game was already pretty big in it by its own right mm-hmm. uh and for them to be like and then now it's even bigger it's like oh like that's not necessarily better, dudes. <laughs> um, yeah, so hopefully it's, it doesn't get too big for its britches, as it were, uh, and can just can just be good, you know. Yeah. Once again, that game is coming out October 10th, which uh, I just want to stress <laughs> to Joe is more than enough time to save up <laughs> and get with another game he's looking forward to. Uh, then we get another exclusive world premiere, which this one I know for a fact is exclusive, as we get a little pr- trailer for. Ori and the Will of the Wisps. Yes. It starts off with a penis coming out. Penis. Penis. <laughs> 12-inch penis. Yes. Um, <laughs> uh, the, that's, that was actually the composer of the game. Oh, uh, okay. And, so, and the original game as well. So, yeah. The, I had no idea how bleak and depressing the original game was. Because, you know, like, this trailer is just like... You're seeing, as well as seeing all these really, really stylized creatures, you're also sitting, like, it ends with an owl looking depressingly on, like, the dead bodies of some of its brethren, and <laughs> Ori, like, putting an arm around its shoulder. It's like, goddamn. damn. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, man, that original game, um, Ori and the Blind Forest, that game I enjoyed playing a, a lot. Um, that game was very, very good, so I'm... Um, I'm looking forward to this one for sure because, yeah, you can you, for for my money, there's never too many good, you know, Metroidvania type games. Mm. I'm happy to play them all. Spencer comes out yet again, and this time to talk a little bit more about the system, about uh, services offered by uh, 
Xbox, such mm. as backwards compatibility. Interesting. And he mentions that 385 titles are available as we speak, and over half of them have already been played. And he mentions, like, quite a few people have been playing it, which is, you know, contrary <laughs> to what a PlayStation rep has said. Like, and contrary to what third-party data um, kind of says, because as, as we were talking about, you know, during the news of the show before we started doing the C3 stuff, um, according to Ars Technica, they did a deep dive on, you know, within, for like they took a look at Xbox Live activity over the last couple of months, and they said less than 2% of Xbox Live users on Xbox One are playing backwards compatibility games. So, um, yeah, that's that's a very small number of people. Sorry, no word from Sony if the, they have figured out why anyone would want to play anything so ancient on that system. <laughs> God. Uh, Just dump on our own legacy, why not? So stupid. And <laughs> Just God. Like, just do it, Sony. Come on. Uh, then we get the announcement. Xbox. And, okay, how did he call it? Did he call it original Xbox? Or did he original call it Xbox. original? Or did he call it Xbox Classic? But, yeah. Original <laughs> Xbox games are coming. And I, I write down, who would want to play on an ancient game? <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, he to specify, he doesn't say they're out now, but they are working on it. Yeah, like, it's basically how they, they announced uh, the original backwards compatibility with 360 games is that they will be coming uh, later this year. And, Would, go ahead. Oh, I mean, did you? No, you go ahead. Go ahead. Well, I was just about to say, this was kind of like, it's, we're working on it or it's coming. It was kind of a theme, I felt, of this year's E3 where we got a lot of announcements, uh, especially in another conference we'll talk about a bit later, but uh, that, you know, they're... Essentially, they're saying stuff just to get people to know that it's coming, which is fine. Yeah. I mean, but as far as, you know, backwards compatibility is concerned, um, it's already something that they've already delivered on with a large library of Xbox 360 games. So we can we can kind of take this at least at face value and say, OK, they'll, they'll definitely deliver on, on, you know, OG Xbox compatibility. He and then, it'll be good. Oh, yeah. He then announces that... Uh... I have gotten uh, part of a prediction wrong as uh, he announces the Xbox One X for $499. Uh, surprisingly, <laughs> I, I, surprisingly, no second skew, but just straight up. $499. Yeah. Now, the Xbox One S sells for 250 right now, right? Um, yeah, it starts at 250 for a 500 gig uh, unit. Like, so, and, and this is not me trying to bash it. It was just a point that somebody uh, pointed out that I thought was interesting. Like, if you go to get a, P a PS4 Slim, I believe they're at about two ninety nine. Uh, they're two forty nine for this week with that with that promo. Oh, that's... Uh, that gold <laughs> that gold PS4. But ordinarily, they're they're about they're two ninety nine. Yeah. And that, however, if you wanted to bump up to that more powerful console, it's just. An, yeah, an extra 100 bucks, As opposed to Xbox, and once again, this is not me trying to shit on it. This is just an interesting sales thing I've noticed. Uh, the Xbox One S starts at about 250 and if you want to get the more souped-up version, you have to spend another 250 Yeah, that's, you know, like it's, it's a price point that I expected, but it doesn't necessarily have a price point that I wanted to be right about because that's, yeah, that's, man, that's a lot of money. Um, yeah. That's not a great price point. Uh, four ninety nine, 
the history has shown, including with the Xbox One, by the way, that four ninety nine is just not a price point that uh, consumers respond to in a positive manner. Yeah, especially with once again with this presentation, like uh, it's not like Xbox hasn't done it for me in a conference before. Last year, I was telling I was telling you guys, me and Sandra were like, man, maybe we should tr- put the money down. Let's maybe we should go get because we were that stoked. Stoked. Unfortunately. All the exclusives that did come out that year that we were excited about were either canceled or weren't good. So <laughs> I was hoping for like a similar experience after this. Uh, and I'll, I'll be frank, like we're not done. We got like one more game, but that's on both platforms anyway. Like after this one, it, it felt like a commercial for PlayStation 4 because most of the games that I was excited about are either coming or will come for the PS4 as well. Yeah, I mean, man, four ninety nine. that's just... It's just too much money. Sorry. Like, even as impressive as, you know, the, the hardware is. And, you know, I feel like they're probably still selling this thing at a slight loss at four ninety nine. It's just not a price point that I think the, that the market is going to respond well to. Um, yeah. I mean, this week you could buy both an Xbox One as and a PlayStation 4 for the same combined price. So, <laughs> um, yeah. And that's that's just not super exciting. It's It's going to be a hard sell for a lot of people. On top of that, you know, going head to head with the Switch, I feel like it's going to get destroyed, <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy for me to say. But I feel like Nintendo is going to wipe the floor with the system. Maybe not so much the S, but we'll we'll see. But I feel like the you know they had the opportunity to make the X the most wanted gift at Christmas, but I feel like it's still Switch right now. Yeah, I mean, if they wanted to swallow, if they wanted to, you know, bite that bullet, I feel like Microsoft could have afforded to do it, um, to like say, fuck it, we're going to sell this thing for three ninety nine too. Uh, it'll be a big loss, but at least we'll be competitive, you know. Um, I feel like that would have been a, a much better price point. Yeah. Uh, so and we're we're talking like it's some, but there was one more game to to come out, and I'm very curious to see what you to hear what you think about this one. But we got finally got that extended look. At Anthem. As, yes. As Sutherland from EA comes out <laughs> and uh, he shows off the game and it's it's very interesting because me and Sandra were trying to struggle with was this, how much of this was real gameplay or how much of this was like, like what we were saying with Metro Exodus is them prettying it up. But I have to say the concept and idea behind it is really interesting as uh, starts off uh, an NPC walks up to you and asks you for a favor. And uh, something Sandra pointed out, the voice of uh, your character is the same as the player controlling the character, which is a little weird. Like, Sandra actually lost it in the beginning. Like, is the player conversing <laughs> with the NPC? Like, for reals? I'm like, <laughs> like, oh, shit, when you say it like that. <laughs> but anyway, you then go to a mech, and it looks like you can store, like, three different mechs there. And something, like, I, I assume this would be, like, a single-player experience, not on, like... Uh, you know, Mass Effect or Dragon Age, but you know, you get to the edge and uh, right out, and another player like comes and join you, and you hear the the two players talking to one another, and one of them compliments uh, the mortar that I got, and like, yeah, I got it last Thursday. Da, da, da. So it's like, okay, so you jump off and Iron Man style, suddenly you're falling and flying throughout this world, and it's a very like, unlike Destiny, and I just want to stress, I'm not bashing destiny i'm just saying because i'll go ahead and bash destiny for <laughs> like because obvious like again it, i don't know if i can say that it's taking anything from destiny because obviously they like something like this you don't just do within a year 
Like they were obviously working on this for a long time. Well, obviously, <laughs> probably throughout the, probably through most of Mass Effect Andromeda's development time. That game. Which, uh, even though Joe disagrees, explains a lot about that game. <laughs> but uh, something I noticed throughout this world is, like, unlike, like, say, Destiny, where the only things alive are you and the enemy, this is a world that feels alive. You see animals running around. You see animals hunting down other animals. In fact, there's a point where, like, this giant thing starts killing other animals and then sees you, and the player character is like, uh, maybe we'll do this later, and she flies away. Um <laughs> <laughs> They fly around until uh, there's this really sweet transition where, like, these enemies start to shoot shoot at her. So she flies into the river, and suddenly she's underwater. And you hear, you see, like, a pop-up, uh, new air region discovered. So it's like, okay, so there's underwater exploration, too? Nice. <laughs> yeah. So he flies ba- she flies back up and starts fighting with the other enemies. And uh, the other character who's controlling what they call the Goliath class which is a word that gets used way too much as it's also in the surge. <laughs> uh, like just does like a Hulk smash type thing. It actually looks kind of like the Titan strike, which is not going to help the destiny comparisons. But anyway, uh, <laughs> they take it out and then they walk around and they see this giant mech crash and like all these uh, characters, all these uh, enemies start piling out. Uh, there's this fun little fight scene that includes the female protagonist like marking like what felt like 10 different enemies and launching a, an array of missiles at them and taking them all out. And then she sees like this item, she picks it up and she's like, come on, come on, come on. And it turns out it's loot. And it reveals to be this epic piece of legendary loot. So right off the bat, and once again, I'm sorry to destiny players, but no schematics, no chance at something. It just says <laughs> here, here it is. So it doesn't get Fucking take, take, take the nice thing you want. So that was awesome. And like, they're happy, like, awesome. Let's explore some more. And there was a part where they discovered a new region. They're like, Hey, do you want to go do it? And it's like, uh, let's wait for Kim to be here. And (laughs) then they talk about like these weird storms that can happen. And four players meet up to go explore it from top to bottom. It just looks awesome. The game does look incredible. It does. And you know, I, I hate the idea that this could have came at the expense of that Mass Effect game, but at the same time, it looks super awesome. I'm super in. Once again, though, this is coming to PS4 as well. Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, but yeah, like like seeing just the beginning of that sequence where like they fly, you jump off the cliff or whatever and just start flying around like fucking Iron Man. I was like, man, I forgot that an Iron Man game could have been real good at some point. <laughs> uh, <laughs> imagine Source a good Iron Man game. That, this game is supposedly going to come out in 2018. Uh, mm-hmm. I, w- I don't know if I would put money on that, but I, it would be great if it did. Yeah, I mean, I would, I would assume that they're aiming for, like, you know, fall 2018 <laughs> with that. But whether or not that actually happens, we'll see. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, definitely definitely strong first impression. Now, considering everything that happened do you think you would be tempted to get it at launch, or are you going to wait for reviews to start coming out? Um, yeah, with anything that that promises this, this you know, connected, you know, loop-based stuff. Um, yeah, maybe it's best for me to just wait and see <laughs> instead of trying to jump all in at once. Um, but yeah, that it definitely it definitely seems to to hit a lot of a lot of the different bases that that maybe Destiny might have missed for me. So, all right, right on. I'm, I'm cautiously optimistic. Same. 
All right, Joe, have anything else to say on Microsoft? Um, we should probably recap what our predictions were, if, you, if you've got them, Malcolm, see how we did here. Oh, shoot. Uh, <laughs> let's see. Um, I got my booklet here. Why don't you start with you, and I'll look at uh, see if I can remember. All right, so obviously my my core predictions were, were largely Scorpio-based, you know, saying it was going to launch in October with two SKUs. Uh, the only part I got right about that was that the, they were launching a 499 unit, but even that was half wrong because I – Predicted that would be a two terabyte unit, so I've got like one. I got like one third of that right. Uh, I predicted that it would be six hundred, seven hundred dollars. I was dead wrong on that one. <laughs> yeah, I mean four ninety nine. I felt like that was like the very absolute limit of what people might consider to be acceptable, and even that, even now uh, in hindsight, it might still feel like it's too high. <laughs> uh, I predicted six new games at least would be announced, and I was definitely right on that one. <laughs> um, let's see. I I predicted that Crackdown three and and Forza Motorsport seven were gonna launch with uh with the with the Scorpio only half right on that again with uh, Crackdown. Uh, Forza will be there out there before the Scorpio, but still technically incorrect. Uh, I said no Halo six, and I was right. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas I was wrong, saying the exact opposite that they would announce that game for next year, but no sir. Let's see. Minecraft spot, I was definitely right there. And that that shouldn't count. <laughs> it totally does. <laughs> I should be like that's like predicting a a first party game will be shown. Oh really? <laughs> hey, you allowed it. Uh speaking of which, uh this might be some controversy, but I'm gonna count see if these release. What was your exact prediction for that? That it would we would get a release uh release window. Mm, sure, why not? All right. <laughs> uh, let's see I predicted that bundles would see a $50 price cut I was only partially correct in that they did cut that price for f- by 50 bucks, but it is temporary and not permanent as I predicted before so I think that $50 price cut is going to be like for one week or two weeks or whatever um, yeah and then my one runoff prediction in case we had the same one I said that Remedy's new game was going to be shown there and that game had no presence at anybody's show so Weird. I thought that might be a sophomore, but I guess not. So that was plus four for me. Uh, boy, I guess that's plus <laughs> plus like one total for me. <laughs> I don't Which know. added on to the one that I got it got from Ubisoft, or actually, let's see, from EA. You mean from? Excuse me, EA. <laughs> Let me see. Okay, hold on. Okay, EA, I said there would be boring. Check. I said there would be soccer. Check. Oh, come on. <laughs> <laughs> I said there'd be a lot of Battlefront 2 footage. I was definitely right there. Uh, did they talk about... Yeah, they, they did talk about NBA Live. So yeah. t- tell you what, I will... I'll be generous here, because granted, they were kind of... I'll just give myself those three points, which puts me at a total of eight right now. <laughs> can't just predict separate sports games for EA Sports when they already said that they're going to be there. <laughs> uh, well, you had the opportunity to say no, buddy. Uh, yeah, well, I'm not counting them. Well, uh, you cannot count them. They're being counted. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Yeah, anything else to close on this one? Uh, no. All right, so what did you think overall of this one? Um, I mean, the, the price point, I mean, as, as good as the Xbox One X is, you know, on paper, um, at that price point, I'm just not sure people are going to buy into it, uh, unfortunately. 
Um, and I feel like a lot of their show hinged on timed exclusives. Uh, you know, the, sh- the few exclusives that did this show, um, things like Crackdown and Forza, I'm not sure, or, you know, and um, Sea of Thieves. You know, those games all look fine, but unfortunately, it just doesn't feel like they had a really great, you know, game for this fall um, to really sell anyone on an Xbox One uh, S or X or otherwise, you know. Um, so overall, I feel like this was, you know, very lukewarm. I'm very lukewarm on, on what they showed here. Yeah, I mean, in terms of, uh, uh, you know, a show that showed upcoming games, it was great. It was solid. Uh, however, in terms of a Microsoft show, I thought they did really, really bad. I mean, all the games I were excited for are also coming to PS4. So it was like, it was almost as if Sony got a commercial to play during the freaking Sony Microsoft <laughs> conference. Uh, I think they, while they may have made a case for people getting the Xbox One S, I think they failed to really drive it home why you want this new uh xbox x and it sucks because this could really hurt them like like i said nintendo could overtake them like i definitely foresee the the switch outselling the x so oh yeah that's no question yeah so yeah and it's a shame yeah i i like this one like to me and you can say that i'm reading too much into it it feels like microsoft you know just read the writing on the wall and they're just like setting they threw in the towel and they're getting ready for the next console generation at this point. I don't know about all that, but they, <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, unfortunately it's, it's not what I was hoping for. Folks, that does it for this episode of the firmware update. As we take look at E3, we thank you so much for joining us. If you liked what you heard, you can find us on all your favorite apps apps for podcasts for instance on your app device just go to the podcast app and there we are hit the subscribe button and we come at you every time we have a new episode and on top of that if you give us a five-star review with a written piece of business we appreciate it if you're on an android device don't worry we're on such apps as stitcher radio and pocket cast and we'll be coming out on more stuff in the future uh if you'd rather just download us straight up Head to our website, thefirmup.com, where you not only get articles written by Joe, but you also get every episode as they come out with a direct-to-download link. On top of that, you can follow us on Twitter, at PSMalkForMe, at Wants23ForJoe. And if you follow the show, at The Firm Up, you can find every single episode as they come, as well as all the latest news and whatnot from various sources, so we always keep you up to date on what's going on in the industry. And if you want to write into the show about anything, including a chance to be on our mailbag episodes, just mail to mailbag at thefirmup.com. That's mailbag at thefirmup.com. And if you want to take advantage about with that Audible deal we're offering, just go to audibletrial.com slash firmware update. Joe, is there anything else I'm forgetting? No, sir. All righty, folks. Thank you for sticking with us. We will see you next time. Adios.